You're listening to the Ritual Rising podcast. I'm your host, Jesse. Here we explore the intersection of the mystic and the scientific to bring you practical tips for crafting daily rituals that help you cultivate peace, clarity, and confidence in your life. I want to show you how you can use the art and science of ritual to live in harmony with the fullest expression of your true self and live a life of greater joy and meaning. So sit back, relax, and let the ritual begin. Hello, my loves. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Gibson-Jones. I am a burnout recovery coach, human design specialist, and breathwork and meditation facilitator. Thank you so much for joining me today for another episode. Today, I want to talk to you about finding balance in the masculine and feminine energies. And I am titling it like this because I know it will help people to find this content because this is a concept that many people are interested in. I know I have searched for it before, but I want to preface the conversation. Is it a conversation? If it's just me talking? I think it is because I'm talking with you. Preface this episode by saying I don't love calling it masculine and feminine. Because we get into the trouble of gender and gender roles. And I truly believe that gender is not a binary, it's a spectrum. And I love and welcome and embrace any person on that spectrum, wherever they are. Um, And I'm a big advocate for um, gender expression. So know that if that is you, you're welcome here. And if that's not you, then, you know, that's okay too. But um, I just think that it can be problematic to say masculine and feminine. So I also love the idea of like yin and yang energy, um, the sun and moon energy or solar and lunar. Um, Any of those concepts to me are more comfortable than saying masculine and feminine. But I will be saying masculine and feminine today for the sake of clarity and brevity um, and full understanding. And also because it was the way that it was taught to me when I did my breathwork and meditation facilitator um, training. So I'm going to use some of the information that I learned from that training to share with you because I always do, well, I don't always, sometimes I just talk to you from my heart, but a lot of times when I'm going to do a podcast episode, I research it because that's just the way my brain works. Um, and I think the way, um, my trainer taught it to me when I did my, uh, facilitator training is really good. So I didn't bother to research it further. I wanted to use, um, this methodology because it really spoke to me at the time. So, masculine and feminine balance. This is an episode I've had written down for a while as divine feminine and divine masculine. And I'll get into that. I've had this as an episode idea written down since I first started the podcast. And I've kind of just been putting it off. You know how sometimes it just doesn't feel like the right time. I don't know if that ever happens to you guys. Sometimes I pick up a book or I research a topic and I'm like, you know what? This is not the right time for me to receive this information. It feels kind of spiritual, kind of connected to the to the universe. Um, and also just a feeling of like my energy is is not is not moving toward this at this time. And as a projector, it's really important for me to follow things that 
feel energetically aligned for me, um, especially when I'm going to be researching and learning. So I do practice honoring my energy and for that reason, I think I've held off on recording this episode, but it is really prevalent and really important in burnout. And that's one of the areas of focus that I'll talk to you about today. And also it's been coming up a lot in my conversations with other people and just scrolling my Instagram feed and seeing it jump out at me. So now finally, it feels like the correct time to talk to you guys about it. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into it. First, I'm going to cover um, the differences. So first I'll cover feminine energy and know that... (laughs) First, let me back up a little bit before I'm going to cover feminine energy and then masculine energy and then talk to you about finding the balance and how that relates to recovering from burnout. Okay. Um, But first I want to say that this doesn't have a, a single fucking thing to do with being a man or being a woman, with being male or female. Masculine and feminine are really just energies. That is, that is literally all they are. And we have named them this, um, you know, that's just the way human language works, but we've named them this, but feminine energy, lunar energy, this is a receiving kind of energy. And then masculine energy, solar energy, it is a more action active type of energy. So any person can have either one of these, a combination of both of these. And I learned this, um, when I was getting my bachelor's degree, that psychologists find that it's actually healthier to to inhabit, (laughs) to have both the masculine and feminine um, energies combined in in a person. And we call that androgyny. Um, So it's really good to have both, to to be flexible and to be strong, right? So needed to share that little caveat. And now I'm going to go ahead and jump into the the feminine energy and the divine feminine and the wounded feminine. And then I'll do the same thing for masculine. Okay. So like I said, feminine energy, this is the receiving energy. And one of the reasons why we call it lunar energy is because if you think about it, the moon is just a rock and the, the, it, it glows, it's illuminated by the sun. Okay. So it's, it's receiving this solar energy, this light from the sun and it reflects it back to us here on earth. So that is why um, that lunar energy is the receptive receiving energy. And other um, characteristics of this type of energy are flexible, intuitive, nurturing, being soft, emotional, emotionally expressive, being patient. Those are all good words for when we talk about this receiving feminine energy. Now, if you are in your divine feminine. So this is what I like to think of as being fully aligned, following your human design strategy and authority, if you know how to do that. Um, Some people are doing that without knowing it, which is awesome. Um, If not, then it's always good to learn about it and learn how to align to it. But it's being in alignment. It is living into your passion and your purpose and really honoring your energetic body. So when you find yourself doing that, then you can be in your divine feminine and your divine feminine looks like 
setting healthy boundaries, validating yourself, not seeking validation from external sources, um, honoring your emotions and doing your emotional management and holding space for your emotional expression, having this really beautiful, radiant energy like the moon, and also honoring wherever you are on the spectrum of, um, I think of the, of our energy, especially our feminine energy, like the moon. So it can come and go. It can be dark like the new moon and still be powerful. And it can be really bright like the full moon and be really powerful. And it can be anywhere in between those two. And it's all still this radiant feminine energy. Um, and being able to honor that and honor that it's for some of us, especially for the non-energy types and human design, it comes and goes. Um, being really compassionate, having good communication skills, being a good listener, being able to receive gracefully. So I think the, the main theme of this is the way I think of it. The main theme is being receptive, being able to receive, because when we are in our wounded feminine, which we'll get to that, if you have a wounded feminine aspect, you may not be able to fully receive. If you get too far into the strong masculine, the toxic masculine, or the wounded masculine, you can be really unable to receive help. Um, and you might feel like you have to do it all on your own. You also may be if you get too far into the wounded feminine aspect, then you can be kind of unwilling to receive like recognition or um, success or monetary um, support and resources. So being able to receive it all with grace. And this is also a concept that I'm working on embracing, a belief that I'm working on embracing that we're receiving when we say receive with grace, like I receive that, right? That it always feels like it's, it should be something good. Like I receive this amount of money manifestation. Yes. And I do believe in that, but I also believe that when we're receiving with grace, we have to receive the tough shit too, because being alive and being human means we're always going to be bumping up against stuff. That's unpleasant. That's just part of being in a physical body on planet earth. And it's okay. It comes with the territory. So being able to receive all of it with grace and with self-compassion, without being too hard on ourselves, without over-attaching to anything, just being able to receive and flow. That's how I think of divine feminine. Also being in tune with others without taking on their emotions. I love this one. Um, And this is something I get really into in human design readings. So we can really, depending on, (laughs) especially your solar plexus center, we can really over identify with other people's emotions. So if that's you, I invite you to just become aware Um, this is a practice for sure, but become aware of the emotional field because the emotional field is on all the time. Whether you are scrolling your Instagram feed, you are out in public, you're at your place of work, you're at home with children, wherever you are, the emotional field is out there. And when you come in contact with other people, you may be someone who is very sensitive to taking on their emotions. So learning to identify your own emotions from someone else's is a superpower Um, and that is an aspect of being in the divine feminine. 
being able to to recognize and maybe to hold space. I think definitely at times we need to be able to do that. Hold space for other people's emotions without taking them on. So good. Divine feminine. Other aspects of the divine feminine are feeling grounded in our worth. Man, I could relate every one of these to human design. So feeling grounded in your worth has to do with the heart or ego center of human design. Feeling really worthy, feeling like I know my worth and it doesn't change based on who is is looking at me or who's speaking to me or um, whose energy I'm standing in. It is always there. I have this... Um, this confidence that radiates out and it's based in me feeling like I am worthy as fuck inherently because we all are. And if you struggle with that, just know that you are not alone. A lot of people do. And it's okay if you're working on it. Okay. It's okay if you are on a journey and you are working on your worthiness. Um, and also I feel like there are just times when we all kind of bump into this unworthiness. I would say every human on the planet and you probably won't be surprised to hear me say, especially, especially women, because we've lived in a patriarchal society for so long. We take in these messages um, from birth that maybe we're not quite as worthy as as other people are. But you are. You absolutely fucking are. So feeling grounded in your worth is a divine feminine aspect. Um, there's a few more here. Feeling, being able to be supportive and nurturing without self-sacrificing. Can we repeat that? We need to double double click on that. Without self-sacrificing. Please, as women, can we stop fucking sacrificing ourselves? Can we stop being the martyrs? It is possible to nurture others without burning ourselves into the fucking ground. Let's let's practice that. And please don't feel called out. Like if you are burnt out and if you put others before yourself, I know that you're just doing your best. You're still a worthy fucking human. You're still amazing. Um, and once again, this is a practice. This is something that we have to work on, but being in your divine feminine means that you can be supportive of others and still have your good boundaries and not sacrifice yourself. So this is also one of the types of wounds. Um, of course there can be a million, but there are a few that I think of and I think of frequently and I think of, I think of building, um, like containers around these. And I think at some point I will, but some of the wounds that we as women um, experience more, I would say, I would say probably universally and more, more often than men do are the caregiver wound, the witch wound, and the mother wound. I think about these things all the time. Um, but the caregiver wound specifically we're talking about here with the divine feminine is feeling like you have to take care of others. And if you're not taking care of other people before yourself that you are not worthy, you're not valuable, and you're going to get kicked out of the tribe. Which, if you do get kicked out of your tribe, then maybe you need to find a new tribe. (laughs) Um, Because those people need to be able to honor your boundaries. So that's, uh, that's me just telling it like it is. So there's that. Um, But Nine times out of 10, your people are not going to shut the door on you because you take care of yourself first. And if they are a little prickly about it, uh, when you first start setting your boundaries, that happens. That's common. And we just need to teach them, right? We just need to teach them (laughs) 
that we're serious about our boundaries and that we're serious about standing in our divine feminine energy. So I think I'll probably do a whole podcast episode soon about setting boundaries because there are so many things to talk about there. And that is one of the first things that I work out, that I work on with my one-to-one coaching clients because nobody ever taught us to set boundaries, you guys. So stop self-sacrificing, being able to hold space for other people and being able to give care without burning ourselves into the ground. These are all divine feminine aspects. Uh, Other divine feminine aspects doesn't get carried away in um, worry or lack mentality, uh, feeling really abundant and feeling really flowy. Um, and then the next one is flows, but not indecisive. So not getting stuck in like the standstill and getting stuck in not being able to make decisions, but being able to receive and relax and rest and still flow forward and be decisive about things. And if that sounds like a tall order, it probably is. And I would say that I it's probably rare to experience all of these things at the same time. But as you move toward being in the divine feminine, these are the things that you will experience that come along with it. And I believe that setting boundaries for ourselves and believing that it's okay to put ourselves first are some great places to start if you feel like this maybe isn't reflective of you where you are right now. Um, And definitely also that self-compassion aspect. That is so clutch and that will take you so far, um, so far towards all all of these other attributes if you can be compassionate with yourself. Okay. So that's the divine feminine. If you are there, then you're feeling really flowy, feeling like the goddess that you are. What is the other side of that? The other side of it is the wounded feminine. So the wounded feminine, that is basically what I was talking about. Other, uh, That's what I was talking about a few minutes ago with the three wounds that I think about. And I'm sure there are more, but those are my, my main three that I think of a lot. So here is what the wounded feminine looks like. And it can come from a lot of different places. It can come from childhood wounds and traumas. It can come from living in a patriarchal society, um, et cetera, and so on. So this is what it manifests as, as being extremely indecisive, um, feeling jealous and not being able to celebrate other people because we are envious of their success. Um, being dramatic, which I really hate that word, um, or looking for chaos. I like that better. Basically self-sabotaging your life or going out and looking for like a fight, but not a masculine fight, more of like a um, passive aggressive kind of a fight. Being, um, having a need, a needy kind of energy, seeking validation, those go hand in hand, waiting to be saved. So having kind of like a savior complex that you're waiting for somebody to come and rescue you from you. Being extremely judgmental, passive aggressive, not having good boundaries or having zero boundaries, um, victim mentality, and being extremely critical of both yourself and others. Those are all aspects of the wounded feminine. And can I just say, every single one of those has been me at some point. Um, I feel like I definitely had wounded feminine energy at the forefront of my life um, for a good chunk of my 20s when I was really struggling with burnout and mental health and um, my attachment styles, anxious avoidant attachment and things like that. Um, So just know that 
if, if you are here or if some of these things ring true for you or if you're like, yeah, I've been there before, it's totally okay. It's very common and it doesn't have to be your story, okay? You don't have to be stuck here or there. And you can move into and move toward this divine feminine energy. Um, it just takes practice. So that is the feminine. Let's move into the masculine energy. So the solar energy, the take action energy. This is masculine energy is something that I have kind of oscillated in and out of. And I feel like in my most recent season of burnout, I was lacking in my masculine. I was really leaning more into the feminine, not into the wounded feminine. Oh, I had a note on let's, let's backtrack for just a moment. Sorry. Stay with me guys. Um, on wounded feminine, a lot of these things, jealousy, judgmental, um, being passive aggressive, these can also be um, signs that you have shadow uh, and you need to do some work around shadow. So that's, I did a whole episode on shadow work. If you haven't checked that one out yet, then go back and listen to it. It's just a couple episodes back, maybe a handful back. Um but that is a really great way to heal the wounded feminine. Okay. Okay. So back to the masculine energy. So I was lacking in my masculine energy in my most recent bout with burnout and stepping into the divine masculine, you know, some of, some of the divine masculine aspects is what has helped me to get out of it. So this is definitely something that I teach in one-to-one coaching now. So here's what the masculine solar energy looks like. Okay. It is taking action, being driven, logical thinking, being very decisive and feeling confident in your decisions, <laughs> being loyal, adventurous, rational, strong, being a good leader and being confident. So masculine energy does the cis white guy come to mind because it definitely does for me like all of those things I wish and want and plan to see before I die women stepping more into these roles so that we don't just think of the white guy in the boardroom when we hear this list of attributes so that is the standard definition of what masculine energy is or the attributes of being in your masculine. Now let's look at what it looks like to be in your divine masculine. This looks like being heart-driven, being able to take the lead, following through on your word, being logical but also connected to the divine. I love that balance. Oh. Can we just take a moment? Logical and connected to the divine. That is my sweet spot in business and in life and in everything. I just love that. And it took me a long time to get to that point because I didn't trust in the divine. And now I do. So other aspects of divine masculine are being soft. I mean, sorry, being strong, but with soft edges. So so knowing that your vulnerability is one of your biggest strengths. Being emotionally available. Do you know a lot of people who are emotionally available? Are you emotionally available? Being confident without being arrogant, being decisive, but also flexible. Being self-aware, 
taking action from abundance, feeling, feeling really abundant and taking action there, uh, driven, but present, not needing to blame or prove anything, willing to ask for help and being patient. I feel like patience is, um, it is, it's an aspect of both the divine feminine and masculine. And I think that there's, there's good overlap here. And these two things are meant to work together. So we're meant to find the overlap and find the balance to live in our divine masculine and divine feminine. I feel like it's difficult to stand strong in one of these divine aspects without having a good handle on both. They go hand in hand. So that's the divine masculine. Let's look now at the wounded masculine. Okay. Oh, here we go. So wounded masculine, just like wounded feminine can come from, um, um, can come from wounds or traumas or micro traumas that we experience in childhood, um, can come from specific incidents or can just be things that we were handed down, um, through the generations and from our parents and things like that. So aspects of the wounded masculine are being completely ego driven, like letting your ego take the driver's seat. So unattractive. Living only in logic, being completely unwilling to see um, the spiritual or the esoteric or other people's, <laughs> other people's perspectives, being really arrogant, competitive, feeling a constant need to prove yourself, being greedy, finding worth that's based on status. Again, the wounded masculine looks a lot like heart center or ego center conditioning in human design, um, being emotionally unavailable or emotionally closed off. So I said, do you know anyone who, do you know a lot of people who are emotionally available? I just see so many men who are emotionally unavailable. And obviously I'm not even, I'm not in the dating world. I am happily married, but I know from my friends who are dating and just from seeing these people online, like so many men are emotionally unavailable. And honestly, to me, it's really gross. Like it's such a huge turnoff. Can we just learn to manage our emotions, everyone? It's a hard job, but somebody's got to do it. And that person is you. So being emotionally closed off, yuck. Being really reckless. Do you think of like teenage boys being really reckless and feeling like they're invincible? Because I do. And also being really impatient. So that'd be the opposite of patience. That is the wounded masculine energy. So these two aspects we experience daily in our lives. We experience them all the time. One or more of these things is happening to you every day. So how do you lean into one without taking away from the other? In other words, how do you find the balance? How do you find that magical balance between masculine and feminine, and especially between the divine feminine and divine masculine? So great question. Let's talk about it. The first thing I would say that you need to do um, overall is to just look at your life, look at yourself, and see where you fall right now in your feminine energy and masculine energy and do this with self-compassion and without being judgmental, okay? Let's try to just let go of judgments and get curious about where am I right now? Am I more flexible, nurturing, or am I more driven and decisive? 
Am I more rational or am I more intuitive? And either one is fine. Okay. And it may also vary from day to day. And that's also totally okay. Honestly, I think that when we're trying to find the balance, it is going to vary from day to day and also from task to task. Can you be both? Can you be intuitive and logical? Of course you can. You definitely can. It just takes some work. So getting curious, I would say, is step one. Step two is to look at these wounds, especially if you are living in one of one of these archetypes, the wounded feminine or the wounded masculine. The first thing you've got to do is just to look at the wound. I know it's tough and I know it feels scary and it feels gross, but looking at it is the only way to begin to heal it. Um, Looking at it, getting curious about where it came from, when you learned to be this way, what, what protection it's offering you to be in either the wounded masculine or wounded feminine, and how to release it, getting curious about how to release it. The next thing I would say is doing shadow work or any kind of introspection, self-awareness work. This can be human design, it can be astrology, it can be um, journaling, it can be shadow work, any of these things. Getting really curious about yourself and about what's going on in the subconscious or unconscious mind that you are going to have to look at to release these negative things that are impacting you. Um, I think human design is an excellent way to do it because we can look at the entire design aspect of your chart. So you've got two sides of your human design chart. You've got the personality side, which is um, all of the energy activations that you're typically aware of that you think of as being your personality. And then you've got the design side. So you've got all of these things that underlie your human behavior and underlie your patterns, but you typically don't know that they're there. um, And they're usually based in genetics. So it may be something that you literally inherited from, um, from your ancestors. So that's a great way to do it. The more you get into human design, the more you get into self-awareness, shadow work, uncovering the things in your subconscious. This is where this stuff lives. So it manifests itself in our conscious mind, but it lives in our subconscious. So you've really got to take a look at it to begin to unearth it and heal it. And then the next thing I would say to do is to tap into your body's wisdom to begin to heal these things. So um, doing things like breath work um, can be really helpful, any type of embodiment exercise. And I actually have a really great freebie on this. It is a body wisdom meditation and guided journal prompts. It's a guided meditation and journal prompts and they go together where you can learn to listen to the wisdom of your body and listen to what it's telling you. And I believe that really the only way to fully heal the wounded aspects and live into the divine feminine and the divine masculine is to honor your body and honor your energetic body. And you do that by listening to it and by building a relationship with it. Often when we find ourselves in burnout, 
It's because we have been overriding our body's signals and our body's wisdom for a while. It's not the first time that we hit snooze on one of our body's signals. It is the hundredth time. It is the thousandth time that we find ourselves in burnout. And so when we do that, we have to create these new neural pathways in our brain um, to stop overriding the body signals and listen to it again. So our body has so much wisdom, you guys, so much freaking wisdom. It has its own language that doesn't really translate to our conscious logical brain. Not easily anyway, because it's a different language. It's a different way of being and of listening. And when we're young, it's easy because we speak the language. We know it. We hear it. It's loud. When we have to go to the bathroom, we go to the bathroom. When we have to eat, we eat. When we need to rest, we rest. But then we become conditioned. We get to school and we go into jobs and we go into university and we learn that we have to we have to go, go, go. And we have to sacrifice ourselves and sacrifice sleep and skip meals to get where we want to be to experience success, right? That's all conditioning. And we all... We all experience it. We all experience this field of conditioning, whether we take it in or not. We know that it's out there because that is the way our society functions. So we have to decondition. We have to release those layers and we have to get still and quiet to begin to hear our body's voice again. Because if you've been ignoring it for a long time, you forget what it sounds like. You forget how to listen. So you have to begin to listen again. And to do that, you should go and get my free meditation because it's a really great place to start. And it's something you can come back to again and again to build, to build up that relationship and to deepen the conversation with your body. Okay. That's all I have for you guys today on the divine feminine and masculine. Um, when you can, (laughs) when you can, when you begin to experience the balance between these two, that is when you are recovering from burnout. That's when you know, like, okay, I'm getting there. Um, and if you would like to experience that for yourself, then I would invite you to step into one-on-one coaching with me in the burnout recovery program, where this is the type of work that we do. We heal these wounds. We learn to listen to our body. We learn to set healthy boundaries. Um, and we step out of burnout and into this life of, of balance and of thriving and of feeling really good and safe in our bodies. Um, so if that's something you like to do, apply for coaching. We have a free consultation call where we will talk about what our coaching relationship will look like. If you are interested in what I was saying about, um, like the ego center and worthiness, then I would encourage you to book a human design reading with me and I'll drop uh, links in the show notes for that as well. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please take a screenshot and share it on your social media and tag me in it. I have an exclusive freebie for you if you do that. Um, Also, if you leave me a review on Apple Podcast and and take a screenshot of that and share it with me on social media. You guys should already know this. I am at Jesse Gibson Jones on Instagram. 
If Facebook is more your speed, then I share content there as well. You can search for Jesse Jones Coaching. Just know that I do not spend most of my time there. I spend most of my time over on Instagram. I love you guys. I hope this was really helpful for you. If you have thoughts on this, I would love to hear it. I always love it when you guys reach out to me in the DMs. So please never hesitate to do that. We can always have really juicy conversations there. And I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. I'll talk to you again soon.